0: Think again, my friend. Episode 7. Chemical Dependency. Contains explicit content.
1: What are you listening to for the next half hour? Think again, my friend. The Panel Game Podcast for the Curious American. This episode Chemical Dependency
2: all right
0: sustainability is very important to us here at think again my friends yes we we aim to be upright for at least half an hour out of every show (laughs) that's not true
1: (laughs) uh you are listening to think again my friend i've decided to start the show i'm mike sugarbaker uh, will uh, the panelists introduce I, themselves in an order that they choose
0: Mike we we are actually all we're all anonymous at these at these gatherings so you you can just be Mike s
1: oh okay yes <laughs> hi Mike s Thank you.
0: hi Mike
1: all right will the panelists introduce themselves to my left
0: my name is Kristen M hi Kristen and I have 99 problems and this podcast is one of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My name is Brendan A., and I have 20 published books and six cans of beer.
3: <laughs> I'm Mark B., and I am addicted to Hitler jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> also, if you need a smoke break, you just go outside on the porch.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We'll be right here.
1: Yes, our topic um, on this show is chemical dependency, uh, considered broadly or, you know, considered in terms of whatever we found on Research Night and thought was funny. Um, we actually have a lot of books also present on the show. Um,
0: <laughs> you can't hear them, but
1: their, their weight on the table is palpable. And uh, <laughs> I was wondering, Kristen, if you could talk about our top book there.
0: The Chemical Muse. Uh it's uh got the subtitle Drug Use and the Roots of Western Civilization. Uh the author is named DCA Hillman PhD and uh, he uh, he has published his research primarily in Pharmacy and History. Uh the
1: That's a, that's a that's a academic journal, Pharmacy and History.
0: The 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 photo suggests that he was very upset that Tumblr did not exist when he, <laughs> when he started his uh, postgraduate career. Um, and the book, the book is essentially an extended uh, version of the, the Bill Hicks bit about how all of your favorite rock stars were stoned. Um, except it turns out that Homer um, and, uh, I, I don't know.
3: Most of the other classic.
0: Pr- Prometheus? Prometheus?
3: Leonardo, Leonardo, Who isn't was a real
0: person, but, you know,
2: <laughs> Leonardo was stoned. If he was real, he'd be stoned. Aristotle
0: was totally, totally high off his hat, guys. Shakespeare
2: got stoned all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ovid was fucked up.
2: You know, you know who else had a drug problem? Kurt Cobain.
0: <laughs> oh, wait. I Too wasn't true. supposed to laugh at that, was I?
2: <laughs>
3: he also had a shotgun problem.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't. I don't know if we uh, actually pulled any questions out of the Chemical Muse there.
2: Uh, I
0: don't think we. I don't think we did.
2: Okay. We got a lot of books for this episode, but so few of them had like citations or <laughs> you know numbers in their facts.
1: Some of them were well. Okay. If you find facts that are a little bit dubious but awesome, dubious, then you. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's like I'm not even here, (laughs) man. Um, But let me ask you this. At the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics, investigative physician Don Catlin, in in official capacity with the uh, IOC, found nine new positive results for steroid abuse uh, after the record-breaking medal win of Carl Lewis and a lot of other U.S. wins, kind of late in the game, he found a bunch of new results, very hurriedly submitted them to the Olympic Committee. Um, The committee was to match up those anonymous uh, sample numbers with uh, athletes' names, because uh, Catlin was working anonymously. Um, But before the matching names could be released, what happened? Was it A, Ronald Reagan personally intervened, B, the safe that held the result codes went missing. Or C, uh, the physician Don Catlin was discredited after a drunken altercation with Carl Lewis.
3: I'm going with D, all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> that's Sadly, reality is not that awesome.
2: No, I can totally picture Ronald Reagan rappelling into the room <laughs> from the ceiling
3: while outside Carl Lewis and, yeah. Or it was just Patrick Swayze in a Ronald Reagan mask.
2: Mm. <laughs> Or, I say C. You
3: say C?
1: Yeah. Okay. Kristen? Ensign? We uh, need more power.
0: I'm going to say A.
1: A? And Ronald Reagan intervened? Yeah. Okay. The correct answer is B. Oh, no. Wow. According to Steroid Nation by Sean Assail, uh, hilariously published by ESPN Books, <laughs> um, <clears throat> he uh, gave over his result codes to Prince Alexandre de Marode of Belgium, chair of the IOC Medical Commission. A prince of Belgium, chair of the IOC Medical Commission. I don't know why. The Olympics are amazing. Um, but, yeah, he turned these codes over, and then, you know, expecting the results a few days later, um, the, the prince told him, The codes, they are missing.
3: Well, the uh, Congolese can tell us just how reliable Belgian royalty is. Uh, I'm not smart enough to understand <laughs> the joke.
2: Somebody somewhere just went, Oh! <laughs>
1: somebody yeah, somewhere who's not listening to this show. <laughs> I <I'm just> new. <laughs> all right, let's go with an easier one. <laughs> Unless we can think of some more ways to hurt the Congolese and or Belgian yeah, amongst no. the listening audience.
3: <laughs> well, you know, I just, I think we haven't eliminated the possibility that my answer all of the above was correct. Well, <laughs> that was not,
2: um, uh, we don't know that Ronald Reagan didn't steal the safe. <laughs>
0: Make a couple of phone calls. Okay, a little late at night.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to prove a negative? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which of the following
1: is not on the list of visible effects, which, according to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, may appear in abusers of inhalants? Abusers of
3: inhalants.
1: We're looking for the one that does not appear paint or other stains on face, hands, or clothes. <laughs> I've seen that on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Inattentiveness, lack of coordination, irritability, and depression. What? That's one item. It's okay. Inattentive. <laughs> yeah, okay. I got your joke too. Uh, general muscle weakness. Deteriorated nasal septum and mucous membranes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And dizziness, nausea, and vomiting. I think it makes you stronger. I, I think it's definitely not muscle weakness. <laughs> it's not muscle weakness. You, you speak with unusual um, <laughs> firmness and clarity there. No, trust me, guys. <laughs> I'm
2: not saying I've lifted a car,
1: but... Yeah. <laughs> you know we already you, did the steroid question.
0: You, you've painted some apartments in your time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the last one because it seemed a touch redundant.
1: The last one, the uh, dizziness, the nausea, nausea, and vomiting?
0: Vomiting, yeah. It
1: does seem uh, redundant with inattentiveness and lack of coordination. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: I'll go with inattentiveness and lack of coordination (laughs) on the same theory. Just cover the bases. (laughs) All right. Now, I'm afraid the answer is deteriorated nasal septum and mucous
1: membranes are apparently not a common side effect of inhalant abuse. (sighs) And I put that on there because I couldn't figure out why not.
2: Well, I mean it's not actually You're not
0: you're not you're not physically snorting them. You're just inhaling the, the vapors.
2: vapors. Yeah. So That's it's not really... going to
0: be as You're
1: not
2: actually spraying paint unless, up unless your nose yeah, it's it's not, long it's... enough that you're doing really wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not going to be as tough on the on the septum and the music I membranes mean, as actually like right? snorting
3: meth. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Which is basically huffing paint fumes. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> All
3: right. You are from Idaho. You
2: are the expert. <laughs>
0: That's true. <laughs> Because <laughs> they don't have meth in Minnesota or Kentucky, mm-hmm. for that
2: matter. <laughs> I just want to say that as many like bottle sipping sounds as we can get into this episode as possible. Yes, in. the
1: more, the more appropriate. Um, who was it, marketed? Did you say that you've seen the paint um, stains?
3: Yes, on the internet. What does it look like? Can it you looks describe? like he has, took a where a paper bag would go over your mouth uh-huh. that's full of paint. That area is covered in silver paint. Oh. That's See, that's a little disappointing to me. I was kind of hoping for kind of these random
1: sprays and bursts like those guys who, who do the uh, the paintings on on the, the street art on the street. They'll get yeah. out their like little cardboard sheets and they'll do the fancy little effects with different spray cans. And yeah. then you have like a, a Cosmos scape with Saturn.
2: So basically what you're saying is that Huffers are stencil artists. Uh, in their way. That's well,
0: there's probably significant overlap between those demographics, or maybe not significant, but not it, it's not zero. It, it is not unheard of. Yes,
1: we can be confident there.
3: Again, well, with the proving the negatives, <laughs> it, it, if it makes you feel better, you can see I think four separate mugshots of the same guy with different color paints on his face.
2: <laughs> what makes you choose one color paint over another? Like. Do they taste different? <laughs> Why does one different.
3: person drink red and one drinks white? I, mean, I, bet, they, I bet they do. <laughs> he went with the winter line, and yeah. then a few months later, You're for like, the next oh, man, infraction, so, some Krylon. It could a be a style thing mm. as well.
1: So, oh.
0: if you are a recovering user of inhalants and uh, and you you would like to share your experience and you would like to talk about how maybe one one color of paint differs from another feel free to drop us a line yes. and maybe give, and give you a guest spot. Lines <laughs> <Yes>. are open.
1: <laughs> Somewhere. Callers. Yes, again.
0: Somewhere. Actually,
1: a Congolese man waiting by a telephone. we off
0: our phones for, for the evening, but, but <laughs> there, are, there are definitely some phone lines that are available.
2: Phone lines exist. <laughs> we can say exactly. that with certainty.
0: Operators are standing,
1: lying,
3: or sitting. <laughs> Not necessarily by. Yes.
2: Now,
0: but curious.
1: <laughs> now, keep riffing, guys, just
2: keep on riffing. We can make this joke laugh. Now,
1: now, 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 now. <laughs> All right. So uh, we got another book um, in that was uh, we still have it here. Yeah, uh, Richard Davenport Hines, Davenport Hines. Uh. The Pursuit of Oblivion, the name of the book, um, a, hist- a global history of narcotics. Yes. Yeah, all about the narcotics, and uh, according to Richard Hines, Richard Davenport Hines, I wish I could pronounce the hyphen in some way <laughs> that you could hear it without just saying That's the hyphen. tongue click, right? Hyphen, <laughs> <laughs> phonetically. Uh, but which fact of life in nineteenth-century America is, according to Davenport Hines? <laughs> evidence of the correlation of opiate addiction and chronic illness. These two things went together in the 19th century in our country. Was it, the proof he cites is one of these things. Was it the low addiction rate of blacks, the high incidence of morphine addiction amongst doctors, or the attempt by one New England entrepreneur to combine opium and antibiotics in one bottle? All of the above. Uh, you, no, come on.
0: Come on. I'm gonna go with C.
1: <laughs> You're, yeah, seems like a good idea. I, I believe that was a. There was a uh, a, a tonic. I, I, they, they put sure. everything in La one bottle plus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: um, I say. I say uh, the uh, opiate addiction among doctors. That's like that's not a 19th century thing. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. <laughs> that that's is a long time universal thing. I think. Yeah, that is across the board.
1: It's um, so my which, answer is A, which is why I made it up and put it in. <laughs> um, oh, and I didn't wait for Kristen's answer. It's except fine. it was all of the above.
0: Yeah, yeah. it was, and was it therefore was all wrong. Of the above.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, the answer is um, according to I'm going to say his name one more time, Davenport Hines. You tried a bottle stop in there. Uh, I don't. Loud. I'm worried that like I will eject things <laughs> if I try that. Um, according to Davenport Hines, slaves and their descendants were discouraged from consulting physicians by poverty and the lack of black practitioners. Few of them anyway lived long enough to contract chronic illness. I'm going to open it up to a challenge question. If anybody has one, they want to throw it down.
3: Uh, I have one. All right. Give me one second. I researched this at work today. I will say the uh, <laughs> uh, some of the Google searches I had to do I probably should not have done on my work qu- work computer. Mm. But – Okay, so studies in Switzerland and Netherlands have shown success in uh, curbing addictive behaviors by prescribing heroin addicts what drug?
2: Ibogaine. Not methadone? Not methadone.
0: Uh, uh, Laudanum? Heroin. What? Yeah. (laughs)
1: All right, okay, Ibogaine is all going on in the Caribbean
3: islands. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Really, so they prescribe
3: heroin to to uh, drops. Basically, decreases crime rates, uh, decreases rates of uh, hepatitis C, hepatitis B, and they're much less likely to overdose or even use as much because they know it's there. Right. Okay. So it's the same. I remember seeing something in the news probably uh, 15 years
1: ago or so about similar program in the UK. Which I imagine they have
2: since killed. Yeah, Yeah. probably. I imagine as soon as it got in a newspaper anywhere. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. the wire taught us anything. (laughs) Omar coming,
1: yo. (laughs) Um, All right. In the 1890s, the Sears and Roebuck catalog offered what for a dollar fifty? Was it a a fifth of blended scotch? Was it B a syringe and a small amount of cocaine? Was it C, a pipe and a small quantity of opium? Or was it D, a polyester merkin? <laughs> <laughs> nice call Again, that. the year 1890.
2: got to be cocaine. Polyester. Yeah, it's be the and cocaine.
3: cocaine. You think so?
0: <laughs> Man, I didn't even think about that when I wrote it. The poly- I mean, <laughs> I think some artificial fibers probably did exist at that point, but... Not in Merkin
2: form. (laughs) Merkins predate artificial fibers considerably. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. As
0: we discussed on the last episode of Think Again, My Friend. (laughs) Yeah. Can we have like
2: a text box like in a comic book under (laughs) (laughs)
0: there? Downloadable at (laughs) (laughs) thinkagainmyfriend.com.
2: The the answer is B. uh,
1: Yes. A syringe and a small quantity of cocaine. Uh, I don't suppose we have anything like the blurb that was in the catalog. Uh, No. No? No. Okay. Sorry. Can we... More uh,
2: additional pep. We can imagine, <laughs> yes,
1: if you want to be a wild bear in this. the sack, <laughs> should we explain that joke? The quotation we couldn't find from Sigmund Freud. Uh, no, what? Right. About we were how, just talking how about
0: makes you a wild bear in the sack. Uh, I don't know if he actually said that.
3: Check Snopes. Check Snopes. <laughs> I- I like, can't prove a negative. The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's to say he didn't say it? Which of the following <laughs> awesome things did Sigmund Freud not say?
3: <laughs> While he was conspiring with Ronald Reagan to steal a safe full of drug test results. LSD, niacin.
0: Speaking of callbacks. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, 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 that's. Yeah. <laughs> LSD, niacin, and parapsychology were all investigated by the founder of what organization as a potential cure for his affliction?
2: Uh, Alcoholics Anonymous
3: McCurdy
0: Sounds good to me
3: Nambla <laughs>
1: <laughs> you had Mark I think I think you, know. Know. I think you might amazing. be confused About the purpose of Nambla <laughs> Which concerns me a great deal. <laughs>
2: now, I think he tried this before Nambla, and I was like...
0: "This <laughs> inspired to go all out. It's like, that's it. I'm just going to own it. I'm not going to try and quit.
2: <laughs> Saw it on a vision quest.
3: <laughs> not an LSD, though, on nice.
2: If I wasn't waiting my mom listened to this, I would say the Catholic Church. But... <laughs> I won't.
3: <laughs> the
1: answer is Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, the founder of which was Bill Wilson. Uh, known as Francis as W. Bill W. Yes, Bill W. Not, not W. It's a
0: different person. <laughs> what would also, happen if you, who is also a recovering alcoholic?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good luck out there, George. Um, niacin is still prescribed to recovering addicts in massive doses by adherents of what drug treatment program? Oh, Scientology. Yeah,
2: that's my guess.
0: Sounds good to me. <laughs> Damn it, Does McCurdy! That count
2: as a drug program? <laughs> no.
0: No, they have uh, they have a program called Narcanon, which right. uses various technologies uh, and Including prescriptions. Drugs? Yes. To, well, niacin is B six. Oh, okay, I see. I see. Uh, All
1: right, I'm, I'm going to open this to a uh, multiple choice for Mr. Adkins. Thank you. Is it A? <laughs> I really enjoy being graded on a curve. <laughs> is it A um, harm reduction programs? B. ABLE, the Church of Scientology-Associated Association for Better Living. C, Reed, a philosophical basis for working with children who have emotional or behavioral disorders. D, Probe Ministries, one of many organizations offering a path to true change for young people who identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual. (laughs) Totally that one. (laughs) Or E, Rational Recovery. Um, The answer is... uh, the answer is be the Church of Scientology Associated Association for Better Living, but none of the others are made up. <laughs> I, I, probe <laughs> ministry,
0: <laughs> which was actually for
1: young gay people.
0: Yes, I actually, I actually I actually Google. I think my search string was I I my teenage son told me he's gay. How can I cure him? And <laughs> did that this was did the this come
1: first... up with autocomplete after you typed a like few no, letters? No, no. Okay.
0: Uh, but that that was the first thing. That was the first Google hit. Good probe, 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 probe Ministries. Good thing okay. they
2: staked out that territory, man. <laughs> Probably take <laughs> somebody in the bathroom with a bunch of money to SEO that.
0: <laughs> they staked out that territory.
2: Yeah. Uh, mm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nausea.
0: <clears throat>
1: pause. Difficulty sleeping. Abnormal dreams. And more rarely, change in taste. Vomiting. Abdominal pain, flatulence, and constipation. Vomiting is a change in taste. (laughs) Are all symptoms and or side effects of what is it? A, a long weekend with your family. B, methadone use. C, cocaine withdrawal. Or D, the smoking cessation drug, varenicline. Varenicline? (laughs)
2: Varenicline? The smoking cessation drug that Mike made up. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: hmm. I'm going with that one the one that Mike
3: made up
0: <laughs> I, I forget the trade name and I, I want to look it up so that we can uh, edit it in later because uh, it's got some great name like Chillax or something <laughs> so the mechanism of this of this smoking cessation drug how can you tell that I wrote the question um, <laughs> don't even get a chance to answer how are you
2: going to say methadone I'd, I'd yeah haven't. it's
0: totally methadone um, the, so the mechanism of uh chalaxor or whatever it's called <laughs> is essentially that it that makes right you keeps you keep smoking and it doesn't it's it's <laughs> not it doesn't have nicotine in it it doesn't like get rid of your cravings that way you take the drug you continue to smoke and it makes smoking a progressively more horrible experience and that is how it gets you to mm,
1: quit that's amazing
0: i do know people who have quit for some for some values of success uh I mean, like, who quit for, like, a year okay. using this using this drug. They didn't want to see anyone, <laughs> oddly enough, while they were on it.
2: Well, that's, I mean, that's a pretty simple drug, right? That just makes you vomit horribly if you ingest alcohol at all. Yeah. that's called a- alcohol, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Set you up for that one? Uh, no, the, there's the a <laughs> drug's trade name is Chantix in the US and Champix yes. in the yes. US. Yes, no, Canada. it's Chantix. In, in
0: that is actually the name of the drug. I think Chillax is a better name. <laughs> wow.
1: Some Enchantix Evening. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Um, this is making me think that I want like other drugs of its kind. I know, right? <laughs> people for, for, you know, YouTube or. Um, <laughs>
0: Chronic masturbation? Is that
1: what you're talking about? I don't know why I would be talking about that. (laughs) Um, Wow. Hello, listeners. for some people. Yes. Stay tuned for the pledge drive. (laughs) Uh, If you know what I mean. According to a 2008 survey of pharmaceutical compounds detected in Portland's drinking water, which I remind uh, those few listeners who aren't in the area... Um, is, we actually drink our tap water. Here. Yeah, we not only actually drink our tap water, but it actually comes from an open fucking reservoir yeah. that just collects fucking rainwater from off of the fucking hill with dirt on it. Um, and it's still good. And <laughs> it's great. It's some of the best tap water in the nation. Um,
2: Which tells you about the tap water in the rest of the nation. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> According to a 2008 survey, how many gallons of water... Would you have to drink to metabolize the amount of acetaminophen found in two Tylenol pills? Is it 147,000 gallons, 14.7 million gallons, 1.47 billion gallons, 147 trillion gallons, <laughs> or one gallon with two Tylenols dissolved in it? <laughs> <laughs> Meaning, of course, zero acetaminophen would would, would have been men, found in men that case at all. Yeah. yeah. Any any guesses? The,
2: I the, read this question. I don't remember.
1: <laughs> hundred thousand range. The hundred thousand range. The million range. The billion range. The trillion range. Hmm. You can go with billions. Yeah. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> Try to make louder uh, bottle um, bottle sounds there. Oh, good.
0: <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the trillion.
1: Trillion, okay.
0: The 147 trillions. Right. Sorry, numbers that big just don't don't. I know, right? Don't exist in my mind.
2: I think Marcus? it was trillions. I think it was it was a really fine question.
1: I said billions. You said billions. Okay. Uh, the answer is 14.7 million gallons. Oh. <laughs>
0: Whoa, we are getting a lot of freaking time on you guys.
1: Meaning that there were 18 parts per trillion um, acetaminophen in the H2O.
2: And a gallon is, you know, a lot. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Compared to a tablet, I guess.
1: (laughs) I'm going to open it up again to challenge questions. If anybody brought um, a little something
2: extra with them. Uh, I have one. Yes. Um, When Carrie Fisher was a teenager... uh, She began experimenting with drugs. And her parents found out about this. I know. (laughs) I know. Uh, Her parents, of course, were um, uh, celebrities themselves. And uh, so when they found out that she was doing this, they each called a friend to talk to her about the dangers of using LSD. Um, These friends were also celebrities. Which two celebrities called her to try to talk to her about LSD. Mm. Oh boy, the period is difficult here too. Uh, it would have been the '60s.
0: Uh, I, yeah, '60s, like early '70s, probably. Yeah. And I think I used to know this.
2: Yeah, probably, it would be
1: early '70s because she was really young when she made Star Wars. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh gosh, um, Tony Orlando and Dawn. <laughs> no, no. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: David Crosby and Jerry Garcia. <laughs> Both good answers, but no. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would have said David Crosby as well. Um.
3: Now the
1: parents are, of course, Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Exactly. Debbie Reynolds, yeah. yeah. Uh, which gives me no information. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 unless it was, unless it was uh,
2: not Elizabeth Taylor. I can tell you that not Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth
1: Taylor. Taylor.
0: Um, Awkward.
2: Yeah. Was <laughs> uh, uh, Gene Kelly? No. Oh. Uh. Buzzers ticking.
0: Buzzer's ticking. Uh, and it actually isn't. <laughs> There's actually no buzzer here. No, no
1: Henson, buzzer. bring us around.
3: Bring the us au- around. I need us in firing range. The awkward uh, silence just gets edited out. <laughs> Everybody, lean to the left. <laughs>
0: um, I I will say, uh, um, S- Sammy Davis Jr. and um. Gene Autry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> uh, in fact, the answer is Carrie Grant and Carrie Grant. What? Two separate phone calls initiated by different parents to talk to her about Ellis. No, because, I, actually, you know.
0: I actually remember that now from her memoir. Yeah,
2: which, he was famously country. an aficionado, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: no, he didn't talk her out of it at all. No. He was
2: like,
0: good job, you're on to yeah, something here, know. kid.
2: <laughs> it's all right.
1: Unbelievable. Uh, did the parents know about his history?
2: <laughs> I Evidently think they, not. No, I think okay. they kind of like they add some association. Had it. Yeah. Right. Like LSD makes me think of Carrie. Why?
0: Uh... <laughs> Why do we get Dr. Leary to give her a call? He's a doctor. <laughs> and he knows about this subject somehow.
1: <laughs> yes. Inattentive. Uh, in multiple years during the eighteen thirties and eighteen forties really the golden age of, um, of opiates. I made that up.
0: <laughs> I was going to say 1993. I, w- does not ring it I wasn't
1: there. You know. <laughs> I was barely there in 1993. But um, <laughs> yeah, in, uh, in multiple years during the 1830s and 40s, annual opium imports to the United States peaked at over 70,000 pounds. It's probably not the peak anymore, but um, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Given an average dose of half a gram, what percentage of the U.S. population would that have gotten high
3: at least once? Current U.S. population or back? Uh, the the then current U.S. population. Uh, One hundred. <laughs>
2: McCurdy.
0: I'm going to go with seventy-five.
2: Seventy-five. Uh, if you add both those answers together, it's actually the correct <laughs> yeah. answer. One
0: hundred
1: seventy-five percent. Thirty million doses for a population of seventeen million.
0: Nice. Oh, you and Brendan takes nice. square. <laughs> I wrote that question Sorry.
1: yes um, quick follow up um, true or false during those decades one of the most successful importers of Chinese opium was an enterprising Bostonian by the name of Warren Roosevelt his mercantile fortune would later help finance the presidential run of his grandson Theodore that is too detailed not
2: to be true <laughs> that's a true or false question but yeah true, true <laughs>
1: or
0: false I'm going to go with false just to just to true. stir it up true
1: It is false. It is false. I was fucking with you. (laughs) Uh,
2: In fact, uh, his last name was Delano, and his grandson was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Ah, Ah. ah. (laughs) Wrong Roosevelt president. It's a trick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very crafty. Okay. Not nice. Uh, This one's kind of a gimme. Uh, What government act was responsible for the largest increase in drug imports to the United States in the 1990s?
0: In the 1990s? In
1: the 1990s. NAFTA? Yeah.
2: NAFTA. <laughs> got it in one. <laughs> yeah. The NAFTA. It's it's amazing that all these trucks suddenly started going back and forth between the United States and Mexico, and somehow more drugs came in. I don't know. If yeah. There was any How did they even but... get here?
0: <laughs> like, who who is doing that?
2: <laughs> What's the connection between NAFTA and NAMBL? <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's
2: got to be something. <laughs> Nothing we can speculate on (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's move on (laughs) Alright, alright Did I just make the show depressing again? I'm sorry (laughs) Kristen, do you have a challenge question? No What? (laughs) Fuck you (laughs) Let's cut in with a uh, bonus question Uh, We'll call this of the form Said what to whom (laughs) Alright Woe to you, my princess, when I come to you You shall see who is the stronger a gentle girl who doesn't eat enough, or a big wild bear who has cocaine in his body. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Brendan, to whom was that said?
2: To whom was it said? Uh, not Freud, presumably. Mark, who said it? Um, Freud? <laughs> well, I, I, I think we've all cheated. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thank you Matthew. I believe it was actually sent to our right. dear hosts mother
0: you pass that over here
3: and uh, finally
1: foods. while we're being interactive oh, shit we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go out here on um, on a lightning round of child stars
0: Yes, <laughs> sorry
1: former child stars can you name their drug or drugs of choice there are multiple choices for uh, a few of these I, we will accept any of them
0: mm-hmm
1: uh, former child stars. I think probably none of them. Um, current child stars while they were addicts, mm-hmm. but I
2: don't know. Oh, some of them were.
1: Well, perhaps. Oh, well, yeah. we, okay. we don't
0: know. We don't know who's on the list, Brendan. Don't give it away. <laughs> okay.
1: So this is between um, Mr. Burgo and, and Ms. McCurdy. Then <laughs> it will be Burgo, Judy Garland, uh, alcohol, um,
0: amphetamines,
1: correct. All right, starting with McCurdy, Mickey Rooney,
0: alcohol,
3: uh, cocaine,
1: wrong, amphetamines and barbiturates. Kergo, nope. Todd Bridges of Different Strokes, crack, excellent. <laughs> McCurdy, Bobby Driscoll of Song of the South, morphine, racism. <laughs> we will. Uh, judges say we will accept morphine,
0: heroin, and other narcotics. I will accept
1: racism too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're not
0: asking what killed him. We're asking what he was addicted to.
1: <laughs> and, Burgo, Jody Sweeten. Ooh, uh, meth. Good. Very good. I don't even know who Jody Sweeten is. She's full from House. house. Full House.
2: Oh, shit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be enough. The, now. R- the recovering addict is the only one who's not an
2: insane Christian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney, by the way, were uh, fed or
0: hasn't dated Lance Armstrong. <laughs> were
2: fed amphetamines while they were working as child stars. Yes. What? Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh,
2: I Judy they Garland. Kept them peppy. Yeah.
0: Well and Judy efficient. Garland was also considered rather old to play the part of Dorothy. So they thought that amphetamines would make her look and act younger.
3: Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think that's the same theory Hitler's physician used. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, Godwin's Law. <laughs>
3: Uh, that
1: is uh, about what we have for this episode of Think Again, My Friend. We have done our chemicals. <laughs> Intoxicated on Brendan alcohol is just, um, and sleep deprivation. Um, Brendan's just hitting the caffeine and we didn't have any caffeine questions. I know. Startling. kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Huh. It's this is of,
2: Portland. Come
1: on. <laughs> a, I know about caffeine toxicity, but not a lot about dependence. It sucks
0: to quit drinking coffee. Have you ever tried?
1: Uh, yeah.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you?
0: Yeah, no, I've
1: had- I actually, I have a decaf habit, which is deeply embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, like- I want to thank uh, our panelists, and uh, <laughs> uh, the show was produced by myself and uh,
2: Chris McCurdy, the assist from uh, Matthew Schuler. And uh, speaking of toxicity, is that the baklava I brought over like a week ago sitting on that no, table? No, it's
0: not. It's not a week old yet. And also, I mean, that baklava was from.
2: It was really bad. Like, why is it still on the table? It, it's
0: not moldy it's bad yet. To begin with. <laughs> yeah, we didn't eat it. That's why it's. Not, that's why it's still on the table.
3: I thought honey never went
2: bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, no, honey. Honey does preserve things for like thousands of years. They found quite easily. Yes, anymore. but yes,
1: honey doesn't go bad. It goes
3: awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: It goes awesome, yeah, but it doesn't get like.
3: It's
2: true. Yeah. With yeah.
3: Strong ending today.
0: Word. <laughs>
3: uh... Yeah. <laughs> ending like a heroin overdose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just nice. Shitting our
0: pants and barfing all over
3: ourselves. We're <laughs> making Hitler jokes. <laughs> it's just. Um, Good night, everybody. Oh, <laughs> Enjoy what? the rest of the internet. <laughs> Alright.
1: Our theme contains elements from the album waves of energy. By Synthetic Synergy. Our show is copyright 2011. All rights reserved.